Imagine you lived 50,000 years ago and you wanted to make some art. You want to draw something, but you don't have any of the right tools to do it. You can't just grab a pen and paper from around your house and start drawing. You can't wander down to the local art store and buy a canvas or paintbrushes. All you can do is use the things that are around you. Dirt, rocks, and maybe a couple of sticks. How would you do it? Now imagine it's even worse. You've never even seen any art. We take images and colour for granted in the modern world. Right now, as you read this, you can probably see hundreds of different shades of every imaginable colour. Art, clothes, signage, advertising. You can quickly Google a picture of basically any piece of art that's ever been made. Now imagine you had never seen any of them, not even a single drawing or sketch. This is the world that early cave artists lived in. It's almost impossible to imagine. But it's actually even worse than that. They probably had never even seen themselves. They'd never had a camera or even a mirror. Some might have caught an occasional glimpse of themselves in some still water, but many had probably never even seen a large lake. Their view of the world and sense of themselves would have been so different from ours. All they'd ever seen was the animals, plants, and the things around them. People underestimate how difficult it is to create and interpret imagery, because we're very used to doing it. For instance, there are some famous stories of Westerners coming into contact with Muslims for the first time in the 12th century, and these Muslims, because of their religion, had never seen a depiction of the human body. When the Westerners showed them images of bodies, often these Muslims could not recognise them. They had just never seen anything like it before. They could not connect the physical thing they saw in their life with the two-dimensional representation of it on the flat surface. So extrapolating back into an even more extreme version of this, imagine being someone who had never seen one thing represented as another thing. How do you begin to imagine and create when no one else ever has before? When you have no language to communicate with, no brushes to paint with, you've never even heard music and you don't understand why the sun sets and all you have ever had access to is your own thoughts. The rate of technological development over the past decades has been breathtaking. Humans went from the first plane flight to a moon landing in less than a single lifetime. It's almost unfathomable. However, those changes are actually kind of easy. To go from a car to a rocket is nothing once you've worked out the scientific method and what atoms are. It's kind of just a matter of following the path. To create something for the first time, properly for the first time, is hard. It took humans more than a million years to go from a hand axe to an axe with a shaft. The early human artists were the greatest of us, the purest and most creative artistic geniuses. They invented inventing, and the entire 21st century is a benefactor of their legacy. So how did they do it? The first steps were probably just collecting unusual looking objects. There are lots of examples of small, unusually coloured rocks and crystals turning up alongside burials of our early ancestors. They didn't really seem to serve any purpose or do anything with them. They just collected them and maybe traded them. But it's the very beginning of developing an artistic sense. The next step is probably to start modifying them in some way. This is where most carvings come from. Some of the earliest carvings are very basic. They almost just look like some scratches on rocks, and often it's hard to tell if they're naturally occurring or not. About 50,000 years ago is when people moved from carving to experimenting with some drawing and images. Generally, this was done with very basic colour pigments, 
black charcoal from burning wood, red ochre from the ground. The first subjects of these paintings are generally human hands. That makes sense. It's the first thing a child starts to draw. They put their hand against a wall and trace it with a pencil. However, people rapidly started painting animals and the things around them, like plants. They didn't tend to paint themselves, or do landscapes, or portraits, or anything like that. One of the most magical things about cave art is thinking about the relationship that early humans had with these paintings. We think of art, certainly visual art, as something you go to a gallery to engage with. Something that's a bit of a leisure activity, and not particularly essential or a core part of most people's lives. However, it's very likely that these early humans had a completely different relationship with these paintings, and saw them as something very special. The first clue to this is where the paintings are. We don't tend to find them in easily accessible places. They don't tend to be above ground or near the entrances of caves. They tend to be deep, deep underground, often taking kilometres of walking to the deepest parts of the caves to get to. So it would have been incredibly dark. Imagine going into a cave like that, with the possibility of cave lions and bears suddenly attacking you thousands of years ago with only a flickering torch. You would only do that if something in there was very, very important to you. The next thing to note is that the caves we've found don't tend to just have one or two images. They have hundreds, sometimes even thousands, of lion and buffalo and cows and horses and all sorts of large animals. There are often human figures and hunting scenes and geometric shapes all together in patterns across many, many rooms in a cave. And they're often in not very accessible places. They cover the walls and the ceilings, often three or four metres above the ground. People probably had to bring some sort of ancient stepladder or harness to see and make the paintings. Thirdly, these caves seem to have been returned to by people over and over again. For instance, the age between the earliest paintings in some of these caves and the most recent is often more than a thousand years. These were places that were returned to over and over again by multiple generations. They must have been incredibly special. Putting this all together, it is likely that these caves had some ritualistic purpose. Lots of people study these caves and have their own theories about exactly who built them and why. The idea was that a group of hunters would go down into a cave before a hunt with their weapons to perform some sort of ritual to make the hunt more successful. Other ideas focus around coming-of-age ceremonies, where a child would go deep into the cave, maybe with a shaman or some kind, to do some rite or magical thing of passage that would let them come out as an adult. Ultimately, we will never know, in the same way we will never quite know why people built Stonehenge. All we will know is that it must have been incredibly special to them, worth spending enormous amounts of time and risking their lives. It's a very beautiful thing. Cave paintings are some of the purest representations of the human soul that we have ever created. A lot of modern art is saddled with a lot of baggage. Don't get us wrong, we love those European art museums and looking at old master paintings and da Vinci sketches. But you do have to confront that a lot of that art comes from a very particular place and world. It was almost all painted by European men for other very powerful European men glorifying their empires. You have none of that with cave painting. Everywhere across the world, almost at roughly the same time, people started doing these works of art. It is not tainted by empire or colonialism. It is the pure dawning of human consciousness around the globe. Secondly, Cave paintings see humans in a very refreshing way. Again, we love art galleries. 
but if you look at a big portion of Western art from the 1500s to today, it's basically just portraits of kings and queens and their powerful allies. Let's face it, they're high art selfies. It's arguably even more self-indulgent than modern Instagram feeds, because a lot of the kings and queens paid enormous fortunes for the privilege of being able to sit for the painters. Humans are never the stars in cave art. Human faces certainly are not. Instead, it focuses on animals, the natural world, landscapes, or even half-human, half-animal creatures. It places us as part of the natural world, not apart from it. It's a perspective we sorely lack in the modern world. Maybe the final thing to note about cave art is that a lot of it is in danger. While they were initially discovered, many of these caves were immediately opened up as large tourist attractions with enormous numbers of people going through every day. This meant that the environments inside the caves rapidly change, allowing water and oxygen in, doing great damage to the paintings. They have generally been locked away now, not accessible to the public to protect them. Instead, replicas of these caves have been built for tourists to appreciate, so we can preserve the originals. We should do all we can to preserve these paintings. If we lose them, we will lose a big part of ourselves. Thank you very much for listening.